four winners in our last five shows and a sneak collab on Monday Night Football. We are hot, but we are faced with some challenges with Thursday Night Football. It's Panthers versus Bears, but we're going to make something of it. This is the Player Profiler Pick'em Power Hour, powered by Underdog, starting now. Welcome back to the Player Profiler Pick and Power Hour. We are your hosts, Ahan Runtin, Trevor Tipton. We're coming off uh, a nice little week nine. We're going to talk week 10 now. We're going to help uh, you navigate uh, this Panthers versus Bears, uh, much anticipated Bryce Young versus Tyson Badgett matchup. Uh, but before that, uh, let's uh, talk a little bit about week nine, uh, especially when we're we're coming off uh, a couple winners. We got to talk uh, a little about it. Um, you know, I, I came through back to back weeks. It's about time yep. I started getting hot. Uh, came through with uh, Jalen Hurts. Uh, you, yeah, shout out to the Cowboys for tackling DeAndre Swift uh, when it looked like he was open for a touchdown. Next play, Jalen Hurts punches it in, and Logan Thomas, um, a, a generational sweat. But I, I, I called this. I, I said I, w- I like the Commanders uh, this week. I know how bad my Patriots are. Uh, and it and it showed uh, they 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 can't do many things right, and it's not it's not going to be the last time uh, that I fade the Patriots in some way, and uh, we get them in uh, quote unquote prime time on Sunday morning. So looking forward to that. Uh, and if uh, you were following along with Jason Elwine's uh, thread uh, on the uh, player profiler Twitter, we snuck a little collab in for Monday Night Football uh, with Cameron Dicker and Garrett Wilson. That was also a sweat, but we got a fourth quarter cash as well. Um, overall, week nine slate wise, uh, Trevor, give me give me a give me a takeaway. Um, yeah, it was it was interesting. Obviously, the Giants are done, right? Daniel Jones is done. Um, Miami's in trouble in the playoffs. They're just not going to be able to stop teams defensively. As good as that offense is. Um, it's going to be interesting. Uh, everybody knows Achen's coming back in my leagues that aren't uh, high stakes, like per se. That I'm where you, you know, that we're on ESPN or stuff. I got people trying to trade me for him. Like I know he's coming back. I'm not trading. I'm like waiting patiently for him to come back. Um, but they're just their defense is going to be is going to be a problem. Um, I you know, it's it just come playoff time. I don't I don't think they're going to get it done. Uh, CJ Stroud is the truth. Um, I, I'm kicking myself for not going. It was them or the Saints. We both like to say, I mean, the Saints had the nut matchup. They just didn't get done for us on the show. Uh, but uh, if you are Carolina, do you just walk into the you know a room, bang your head against the wall every day that you have Bryce Young instead of CJ Stroud? That's probably happens to some people. Yeah, and uh, for for me, I got the best of both worlds with that uh, Tampa uh, Bay-Houston game because if you follow along my articles for for, uh, game picks um, during the middle of the week, I had the Buccaneers plus three on the spread. We hit that, and we got a legacy game from C.J. Stroud. So I got the best of both worlds. uh, Just a masterful performance. I don't know if you saw Baker Mayfield on the sideline when C.J. threw that last touchdown, uh, and Baker just went like, yeah, that's that's impressive uh, on the sideline. You know it's uh, you know it's good when the the opponent, like a guy that doesn't give you a lot of credit too often, was like Baker Mayfield. He's a he's that kind of ca- of a character since college. He was giving out credit in the middle of the game, so good to see a ball out there. And 
you know, I guess uh, a little bit on the uh, the season-long entry side, uh, David Montgomery uh, is most likely back this week. Would yeah. be a great time for him to uh, score a touchdown, um, you know, to check off uh, one on our, on our entry. Uh, Zeke Elliott uh, is just going to be what it is what it is, right? Like we're going to have – we're we're gonna ha- probably get one more touchdown from him maybe a few weeks from now and then have to sweat out needing two in the last two weeks and maybe he does it. Um, but putting the Patriots in the season long entry once again for the fifth time, hand up. That was uh, not not the best idea. Uh, but the main takeaway here is that the the Green Bay Packers are to me personally oh. the most frustrating team in the NFL. Uh, and one of the reasons I had a lot of Jordan Love exposure in fantasy this year was. For fantasy purposes, you don't need a quarterback to be really, really good as a passer for them to be relevant. If they have a little bit of rushing and if they have a lot of good weapons, you want that touchdown upside. And uh, through the first couple of weeks, uh, that exactly looked the case because well, I was like, well, Christian Watson, elite player, uh, went on the field. Jaden Reed, good football player. Luke Musgrave, good football player. And Aaron Jones, obviously still a good football player. And I I was right about all of that, uh, and they're all good players when they play. Um, but throwing hospital balls uh, to, to Luke Musgrave is why he's gotten hit in the head twice. Um, Christian Watson already has hamstring issues, which is just so unfortunate. He hasn't pieced together, uh, you know, a, a streak of games yet. But on top of that, he threw a hospital ball to Christian Watson last week. So I still think that if Christian Watson stays on the field the rest of the season. We still have a shot on these six touchdowns we need. Um, you know, we, we, we get a push with five, but I still have hope just because when he's on the field, this man is so elite. And I want to shut down, like, all these tweets I'm getting about, like, what ha- what, what what's up with Christian Watson? Like, he, he scored eight fantasy points or he's, he had one catch. Like, if you look at the efficiency metrics, this is a generational talent when on the field. And if you want to knock him for injuries and you want to – say, well, that's that's a that's an attribute in the NFL. Like, he needs to stay on the field. Sure, some of that is being thrown hospital balls. I mean, getting hit on the head is just hospital balls by by Jordan Love. Um, but this this is a guy who's always open. And if you can – if you're a film guy, you could look at the film. He's always open. If you're an analytics guy, this is a guy who is he's, – he's winning routes left and right. And it's not his fault, and I want him to be freed. Uh, so that's my little, little Christian Watson rant you want to come at me for Christian Watson not performing in fantasy, go for it. But as soon as you start to say it's because he's not good at football, that's where I draw the line. Um, so, so I'm done with that. But it's still good vibes uh, from a from a successful week nine. Uh, and we're about to have even better vibes because it's the much-anticipated Bryce Young versus Tyson Badgett matchup. Shout out Matt Babich in the chat. Tyson uh, <laughs> tears with Houston kneeled. I, I legitimately thought so. For context, Houston did not have a kicker in that game because Kaimi Fairbairn got hurt. <laughs> Shout out, Kaimi Fairbairn over on the one-and-a-half field goals was part of our underdog pick generator because of me. Um, but he got hurt. Um, I, I legitimately thought Houston was going to go for that because, I mean, the only reason you don't go for that is the potential fumble say, uh, fumble return for a two points, and then you're in some trouble. But I legitimately thought they were going to go for that. And I didn't want to because I, I believe in CJ Stroud and I thought he would have gotten those two extra points. So, yes, shout out to them for kneeling. Shout out to Chef. What's up, Jens? Dig the hat, Trevor. What what hat is that, Trevor? Uh, Travis Matthew. Okay. 
There we go. So if you are hearing this on a podcast and uh, you do want to want to see Trevor's cool hats uh, and his colorful shirts and his lighting that's better than mine, you should join us uh, on stream on Facebook and YouTube. And we do do the bonus shows on Fridays where we talk about the Sunday slate. Um, but we're about to talk some week 10. Uh, and uh, if you want to know more about the Sunday slate, um, you know, as early as this week, obviously, you know where to find all our, our profiler stuff. But Specifically, Saturday night, uh, The Dominator is a show on Player Profiler. It's on YouTube and Facebook streaming where you get you can ask lineup questions for your fantasy team to Billy Moosey and Bradley Stalter. The show runs at 9 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday night. Uh, and uh, Billy, uh, we all know he's he's a man in many respects, uh, internally and externally for the company. He's finished first overall in the Fantasy Pros ranking contest, so he definitely knows uh, what's up. And Bradley is up high this season and a top ranker himself this season. And those are the two guys you can ask your start set questions to if you have those. Uh, we're about to get into week 10. Um, week 10, Thursday night football. So a little preview of this oh, Panthers versus Bears oh. game. And uh, that, you know, I'm not going to mess around with the sound effects. We know how that goes on the show. Trevor's given us the perfect sound effect, which is uh, the vomiting. Um, so we didn't get get pickums on this on this board until recently for the Bears because we had some some questions about Justin Fields possibly returning. We know now Tyson Badgett is uh, starting, and shout out to him for the rushing yards in Week Nine where he just went crazy on the ground against the Saints. You know, I was on his rushing yards, uh, and uh, this week. Um, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to figure out how he's gonna attack the the Panthers. So Trevor, take it away. How are we attacking this game? Pass. <laughs> 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 like like can we hit a reset button and just like not have this game be here? Um, as you guys know, Carolina's defense is strong in the pass game. They are a sieve to running backs. Uh, unfortunately, as you see right now, we do not have any plays available besides touchdowns from Khalil or Foreman. And at the time of this show, that's what we're dealing with. So we will not be attacking the rushing yards. Now, what are we going to attack? One of the things I've actually liked, because again, these, these came up just like an hour ago, um, is we're just going to go tried and true. Carolina literally has one of the best pass defenses in the NFL. Uh, they only the Jets, Browns, and Cowboys have given up less yards than them. And we're just going to go to DJ Moore here. I get Tyson's thrown to Mooney here some. Mooney's not getting open in this game. Uh, if you're curious, go watch Mooney's 22 film from last year, and you will understand why he's not going to get open in this game. And I had a lot of Mooney. Um, he's just not the guy we thought he was going to be. In this game, to move the ball, they're going to need DJ Moore. Uh, he's been right around this line the last few weeks, especially because you've seen Mooney's, you know, last week Mooney had, I think, five receptions. So they've used him uh, while they're, you know, trying to blanket DJ. But in this spot, them getting after him, they need to move the ball down the field. They're going to go after DJ more. One of the things I also like is this was 51 and a half. It went up to 52. Mooney's yards went up. Komet's yards went up. So I like seeing that. And most importantly, who are they playing? They are playing the Panthers. I just, I think DJ Moore is going to want to have a big game. I think they're going to want to try to get him the ball um, in this spot. He is still the number one wide receiver on the team by a significant amount. Um, his He has a 12.6 A dot. More importantly, he's still getting 43% of the air yards. Um, like, he's going to get it. I get he's just had median weeks here. 
but if you give a guy 61 targets who has a catch rate of 77% versus Darnell Moody's like 60, uh, again, and against this secondary, that matters, right? You There's some secondaries they can play against that's not as big a deal. It's going to matter in this one. Um, and the cool part that where I like this is Moore's also getting 12.5 yards per target. So if you're if you're going to give me that um, with a guy that has double the yak anybody on the team, right? We've seen DJ Moore. We know who he is. We know he's a wide receiver one. He has the ability to break this at any time. Uh, Mooney, Komet, none of those other players, I think, have that upside. Uh, so let's get it locked in because I actually think it's going to move up. I think it's going to close around 55 and a half. Um, so I will turn that over because this uh, this game is going to be interesting. And uh, I definitely gave, you know, assigned you the harder task here because there was actually one play in this game that I actually liked, right? Like if it wasn't primetime, I would still like it and and want to go after it. Uh, but I, I, didn't, I didn't really have anything that I would put my nuts on the table for, uh, for, for the Bears side. So I gave you the harder task of taking the Bears. But uh, when we got these these pickums, I think we were on the same page. We, this is a classic case of don't overthink it. Um, it's yeah. DJ Moore in a revenge spot. I know he hasn't hit this uh, in the last few games, but there's a reason the line is set this high. Also, I think there's something to be said if you're if you're one of those that reads uh, Vegas lines a little bit. Um, this the Vegas line for this game is 39 and a half, and primetime unders have been uh, wagon for a few years now, and they're 23 and seven this season. But I feel like, you know, that, that trend has to end at some point, right? Because the public is starting to go a little more, as the season progresses, the public is starting to lean more towards unders. And we saw actually the majority of the tickets uh, for Chargers versus Jets were on unders, um, on the under on the full game, right? So eventually you're going to see some primetime overs, and this feels like a perfect spot. Yes, it's two offenses that nobody wants to trust, but it's two defenses that you shouldn't trust either, right? So I feel like this is this is maybe a game where we sneakily get, you know, relative to standard, uh, a, a shootout. So, um, and I think if that happens, DJ Moore has to be the the one eating. So I like that a lot. But the one pick I actually do like a lot in this game uh, is we're going after Chuba Hubbard. So the Miles Sanders experience, it is what it is now. The man's not that good at football. Uh, you know, last year he said, don't draft me in fantasy. He should have said that this year because this guy is an absolute, you know, fantasy bust and Chuba Hubbard is just better than him. And with Miles Sanders, you know, in and out of the equation the last few weeks, you know, a couple of weeks ago, he was inactive. Last week, he actually got six carries and did fine on the, on the, on those touches. But something stayed constant through these last three weeks, which is Chuba Hubbard's route participation has been above 70% in each of these games. His role is fixed now. He's going to run those routes, and he's going to be the guy for checkdowns. I've lost two yards on this already. It was 14.5 in the morning, but I still like it at 16.5 because some of these numbers by running backs against the Bears are just gaudy. Uh, Austin Eckler, in the most recent in their most recent game, 94 receiving yards to lead the game um, against the Bears. We go back to week one. Aaron Jones had 86 receiving yards. Alvin Kamara had 44. Brian Robinson, who we've advertised a lot, is not a great pass catching back, had 33. Jaleel McLaughlin, 32. Rashad White, our boy, 30 receiving yards. Alexander Trash, uh, Alexander Madison, uh, 28 receiving yards. Jarek McKinnon, 19 receiving yards. So. This uh, receiving yards over has been an absolute wagon uh, against the Bears, and I'm just going to take it again. 
because the guy's role is fixed. I think regardless of game script, uh, we're going to see Chuba get some action um, and Bryce Young have to drop back and pass a little bit uh, regardless of game script. So let's lock it in now before it goes to 17 and a half for half the unit. There's our two-piece DJ Moore, higher than 52 and a half receiving yards. Chuba Hubbard, higher than 16 and a half receiving yards. And we're in. So I actually, the other thing that I actually think helps this is the newly acquired Montez Sweat that they just traded for because they traded away Khalil Mack. So remember that. <laughs> this is yeah. a team that had Khalil Mack, and now they're trying to replace him. And, and they brought a guy on that has that ability. Uh, Sweat's going to get after Young, uh, which should lead to some extra checkdowns, I think, in this game for him. Yeah, I love it. Uh, There's a great point, and I, I, I don't necessarily want to get into the, the details of how much I dislike or like the fact that they extended him for the value that they did. And Montez Sweat might not even be the best sweat, uh, but uh, it is what it is, and they, they have they have uh, added that to their defense. So uh, yeah, Bryce Young, uh, if if he does if he wants to not throw uh, two touchdowns to Kenny Moore or to, to a cornerback again like he did last week. He's going to have to take those checkdowns, uh, so, so we like that. Uh, Matt Babish talking in the chat about, I believe this is Christian Watson, 2.13 target quality yeah. rating, 50. I, I wish you hadn't, you know, we, we don't, this is a caption of my pain this this year. Uh, I wish I wish you hadn't typed that out. Shout out to Dare Ogunbowale, uh, making yeah. history there. First uh, regular season um, field goal made by a non-kicker since Wes Welker. Um, shout out to him. Uh, Matt says, Badgett with some sneaky, decent accuracy metting, uh, metrics that's going to translate to with DJ Moore. Absolutely, right. that that's their number one right there. Um, and you know, you know me, and you know, you know Trevor. We both of us are sickos. That's why that's why we had good good chemistry on the show, right? We we we're both sickos. We are going to we're advertising that we don't want exposure in this game. But we know Thursday evening we're going to look at the pick and board again. Maybe put in a little five pick um, on underdog and uh, drop a drop a slip or two in the Discord. And if you want to tail that, you could join us. Um, uh, promo code Underworld upon entry for underdog. Uh, Trevor, I'm excited for this Week Ten Sunday slate because I actually think this is yes. one of one of the better slates. Eagles on by, Chiefs on by, and still we have a lot of. Uh, good game scripts potentially, especially for player pickups, because we got some close spreads. We got yep. some high totals, which we haven't seen in a few weeks. Uh, so uh, definitely, we got a couple of days to lab for that. Uh, but before that, let's hope we've come up with another winner. Let's continue the hot streak. It would be, uh, you know, it would be something if we if we came up with a winner out of this game. And I think we found it. Um, but until then, we'll see you on Friday for the bonus show. Let's hope we can come up with more winners. Let's continue a streak. We'll see you in two days. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show.